Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 37. I'm your host, Braden Charisma, and joining me today is Richard Kelly. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. So Richard, he's a photographer slash videographer. He, this man does everything from commercials to music videos. He does great, like he has got phenomenal videos. You need to check out his website, do everything. If you need him, get him. Like this guy's the man. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and then he's also been doing some ch- uh, you, like troubled youth and working with mm-hmm. the special needs, which is really cool. And then he's also bought and sold a business, which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I figured we could start with what you're You're very passionate and it seems like you're, it's really starting to take off your career with videography and photography. So like, why did you choose to go into that type of stuff? Um, I was, okay, so I was into music when I was, um, I've been doing music my entire life yeah. and um, I was basically in the studio at one point, finally, finally recording after like years of kind of like trying to get into recording. Right. And then my producer, uh, a few, a couple sessions in, like before we start recording, we start looking at cameras and like photography because he was into photography too. Okay. Yeah. And so at that point I had just like kind of started Instagram and like just posting whatever I felt like, but I had taken a few cool sunset pictures yeah. and then I was like inspired by the ship photos he was showing me. And he basically showed me, he's like, Hey, this brand, you know, Sony makes these cameras. They're really compact. They're really easy. And like, you know, if you want to take photos, it's pretty cheap. And we found one that was like 300 bucks. Nice. And so instead of recording that night, we drove an hour and a half, <laughs> bought the camera at like 10 30, 11 PM at night, nice. drove back got I got home at like 1 AM, but yeah. yeah. And then after that, I just started taking photos and instead of recording music, we just spent our sessions just practicing photography, learning, okay, yeah. and he taught me, just, he took me under his wing and taught me about that. And then I was like, okay, well, this is, this is cool. And then, um, just before that I had started traveling and like found a love for spontaneous road trips. And so I started doing that more Okay. and I started like getting out more and I just take pictures of little trips and stuff. And then I spoken to one of my friends who was, um, she was an influencer, and a travel photographer. And okay. she'd gone to like 30 plus countries and oh, wow. all of her trips were always paid for and comped and she'd basically never have to pay for her travels because she'd do work with resorts. Okay. Work with, and so she'd yeah. have her you know, rooms covered plus a bit of money. And she was able to like travel and like not lose money. That's and insane. like she's, she's a full-time traveler for the most part. So um, I was like, that's amazing. Like, how do I get into that, right? How do, yeah. And this is before like, this is before people were like you see the before you see the ads and shit on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. this is like before Sam Calder. I, I, this is like three, four. This is about four years ago or something. Yeah. So I mean, this was probably around that time when they were starting to get out there. But like, I had no idea that there were actually famous influencers on Instagram. For sure. And people who actually had followers that got to do this, and so it was a new world to me because I was in just a completely different zone. So yeah, basically, um, she just gave me tips and took me under her wing as well, Perfect. and like. Show me like this is how you do it. This is what you do, and so I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna do that." And then I just started posting and um, taking pictures, getting out, and then I um, moved to Vancouver Island and just kind of went even harder and went to Tofino, Victoria, like yeah. all the cool spots, and just kept on doing that. And then um, realized like I was like, "Hey, I think I'm like getting somewhere with this, and I can like actually do this." So yeah, about. It's eight months into having a camera, that's when uh, I just like kind of cut out um, like all my like extra free time of yeah. sorts and just dedicated it all to 
um, video uh, to taking photos and okay. learning photography. And so that's when I started to connect with other photographers. And I was like, oh, right, this person actually takes photos and they're, you know, really good at it. So I started DMing people and like, oh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's when Snapchat was still a thing. Yes. And so I would talk to them on, connect with them on Snapchat as well because it was easier to um, share before you could even send pictures over um, Instagram. Okay, yeah. And so I was able to like send pictures of my edits to these photographers and I was like, Hey, can you give me, um, can you give me like tips on this and whatnot? And yeah, it was from there on, um, a few months after that, I started working a little bit with tourism in Nanaimo and they were my first pretty much client. And so that, that was like your first big gig, eh? Yeah, it was my first big gig. And I did these, uh, photo meetups called Instameets. Okay. And we had about six of them that year. And I just was able to kind of bring together a community of, other photographers and from there I was like you know what? I love it like it's such amazing people like-minded yeah and it was just an amazing community of just cool people who are willing to get out and do stuff and so then that I was like you know what? I want to make this something like there's something here you know yeah for sure man. like why look anywhere else like this there's amazing people everywhere I want to be more into this yeah exactly yeah. right and like it seems like you've done like you, you've been able to take like not just photography but your editing skills like to the next level like so how did it feel uh, when you landed like gigs with like Ten Tree and like uh, Ten Styles and all them? Like that's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, I originally had uh, like a lot of those were through tours and Nanaimo stuff because okay. they was they would bring me in on um, the Ten Style stuff was actually kind of a fluke because um, we had some influencers actually come through tourism in Nanaimo and do some work there yep. and they just invited me along because I was also one of the only people doing that kind of like photography in the area and so um, I kind of joined them on their little hike and they set up a tent style out of nowhere and I was like I've seen these on Instagram before yeah anyway so then they um, set it up and took their photos and then I took a couple photos and one of them I just like I really liked it but I sat on it for months waited for my editing to get bigger and better and then I Posted this one tensile photo, and it became. It's still my most popular photo is it today. The one on your like website, like the one that yeah, has, the yeah, main one. It, yeah, it's a beautiful picture. Like yeah, I and like, like incredible. And like I didn't even think about that. I just knew I wanted it to look better, so I waited till I was better editing, and yeah. then I finally yeah I posted it, and it's still my most popular photo. I I've never had anything reach that amount of like views and engagement and likes, and which is crazy because I only had like a couple thousand followers back then. Yeah, and then. Um, I got it got printed in a book, and oh, wow. then a couple travel accounts shared it, and Tensile shared it, and it was their one of their top nine photos of the year, both of them. Holy! And then it, I still get tagged in that photo every other week. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Like it's kind of crazy. So like I I didn't, I've never would have thought that photo, but that photo gave me in with a couple different companies. Yeah. So I worked with after that I worked with Hammock Company, and I worked with um, Tensile themselves. And they sent me one of my own so I could work That's with them and cool. get on that. So, yeah, it's the same thing. One of those things that just kind of happened. and It kind of just snowballed? Yeah. yeah. And Ten Tree sponsored one of my events. And then okay. about um, – I didn't do a lot of photography for them. It was more, um, more modeling, actually. I, I think, I modeled, think I modeled for like three seasons okay. of them. Okay. Um, I, about a year after because I connected with one of the uh, founders. And oh, yeah. He like was just really, really kind dude and brought me in and like was able to, like, he kind of like, I felt it was kind of like, felt like an older brother kind of thing. And he just brought me in and like helped me. And like we went traveling together and I was like shooting some of the stuff alongside of them, just learning as I went too. So 
it's a really good opportunity but yeah that's that's incredible yeah that's really cool like it's it's cool to see like when you actually start seeing progress and things yeah. like that right like it's incredible yeah. uh, and like with your work it's got you to travel places so is it mostly just the island you're kind of traveling all over or are you able to kind of get other like elsewhere with this career um well my first travel the big travel thing i think was i did Hawaii last last year so in 20, 2017 with Tetri yeah and then after that um, I did I've done the Rockies um, that was my first job with Columbia the, yeah the video you posted yeah yeah and then I went across I, a band hired me to travel across the states with them oh cool and on their tour they went on a US tour and so we hit I went to like 23 states I think or something wow so long trip um so i did travel across the states in september like the entire month and then in october i went to montreal and then in i think right after that i went to florida and i got yeah i mean uh, another videographer got sponsored by a couple companies to get our soul skydive license in florida so that's how we spent we just went for a week and got you know so we could just jump without, you know, without, uh, oh, without tandem or anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a good experience. So, like, <laughs> I've I've gotten some decent travel out of it so far. No doubt. And yeah. and like when I go around the islands, just for like my own use for the most yeah. part. Okay. I'll, I have a couple of clients in Tofino that I'll go and work with. Sometimes I'm yeah. going next week. I think what is it? The eleventh today. The eleventh. Yeah. So, um, next week I think I'm going to be going there. Like nice. ten days. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean. That's- that's crazy to be, I mean, just even getting that uh, solo side, everything else, as, that's already an experience and a half right there, like, imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I almost, like, it's crazy, because, like, I, my first jump, like, the first time I ever jumped out of an airplane, yeah. I wasn't strapped to anyone. Oh, okay. So, it was just, like, I just had to figure it out. And, like, you have instructors that come down with you. Oh, okay. And then they, you run, run through a few, you know, routines, and then 6,000 feet pull the shoot and yeah so and it was it was really cool um but I feel like at 30 feet off the ground I like started to like slow down the parachute but then I was like oh shoot I think I'm a bit too high still and so I like went to let up and I dropped like 10 feet so <laughs> but I, I I rolled if you roll it out then you're usually fine yeah, like, but like I could have like really screwed myself up oh, there oh for sure like, it was yeah could have really wrecked your legs or something just like out of nowhere I just saw some yeah <laughs> it's, it's like cut. did you see that video with the the hang gliding and the guy had to like hold on the whole time. Really? No. Yeah, they they forgot to strap him in and then literally like wasn't strapped. He literally had to hang onto the hang glider while like, the instructor like got into the ground. It was actually insane. That's so stressful. Yeah, like you don't you can't let go. You, like you physically can't. That's intense. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Uh, so then, like when it comes to like shooting videos, mm-hmm. what like what was your favorite video to shoot and like. How do you find, yeah, we'll start with that one. Actually. My favorite video to yeah, shoot? Yeah, which one is your favorite video? Because I know you've done some music videos, you've done like some commercials. Um, trying to think. I think one of them, I think, it. I shot in a way for it, but I also used source footage, my 2018 video. Yeah. So that one was like, it was like a mixture of projects and video I shot specifically for it. Yep. At the same time. So in a way, that was my favorite video I've done. Okay to actual shoot the process of shooting and stuff. Um, I think the Glenfiddich one in Montreal with a um, Scotch band. Yep. That one was the most interesting thing to shoot. It was a really cool experience. 
and we got to participate as well as like you know oh, cool and it was like just incredible like world-class cocktails that were just so unique in themselves with like dry ice coming out of them and stuff oh cool that was like the coolest like job yeah and they're incredible people as well like amazing people have, like they're just so kind and hospitable and like it's just an amazing company to like work alongside nice um and yeah but i'm trying to think i think my favorite all-in-all experience was the rockies one the rock yeah because that was just a good time i mean like, i can imagine only like the sites were just incredible yeah. and yeah. like good company good sites i mean mm-hmm. can't get much better than that right yeah um yeah but the guy who i was filming in a lot of video eric is just, a, just amazing man he's, nice. he's such a like great like leader he just brings me he's also the one who um he has a side business called from barrel to bottle okay and nice. he brought me in to work with glenn fiddick in montreal as well oh, so okay. yeah so, yeah the connections yeah he, he was he's just like such a kind human being nice. and he's like just so like welcoming as well into that so yeah like working with him on i guess yeah my two favorite projects we're both working with him so <laughs> that's awesome. yeah really good guy okay. and so yeah. nice and then like with like with the videos that were like music videos how did you know it was the right song um, the, they just tell me, they just tell me what song they want oh, to do. Okay, and so, enough. yeah, they just tell me what song, usually it's like, Hey, we're releasing this as a single and we want to promote this track. So we're going to make a music video to it. And I was like, okay, okay cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so it's pretty like, I don't really have much say in that for the most part. Okay. So yeah. That makes sense. It's always I, like for a video you have it, they got to choose a song. Any tips? Pardon? For a, like, have you had to choose a song before? For videos? Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, every like, every other video I do, I have to figure it out. Um, depends what the video is for, and for um, the Rockies one, I had to license a track um, from a like a from a website that has all the East tracks yeah. on it. Um, and so that's a difficult thing because you have to find something that matches the vibe and it's so hard to find that. Like I'm a musician as well. So I've started to actually produce my own stuff because so I right. can like kind of... Because you can kind of get the vibe yeah. already like you're feeling it yeah. and you're just like, all right, this is where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. so I'm going to end um, I'm working on a couple of things that will, for future projects that I can just fully have my own video, my own music too. Perfect. Because it just, it's easier that way yeah. and I can kind of fully channel the emotion and feeling with it. But... Um, for example, with my, um, 2018 video, that was like a difficult one. Cause I spent three months cause I've pl- I made a 2017 video that was a minute yeah. and I was like, cool, this is just a compilation. I wasn't really into video at the time or doing much of it. So, yeah. but with my 2018 video, I had a, like half a year to think about, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I had like three months to think about what songs I wanted. Yeah. And it was a three month process to actually find songs that I think represented me and my growth and my mindset in that year and like just I also have the same energy and same vibe and that was okay. like it was a long process but and then I before I even made the video I took six songs and laced them all together I think I took one of them out but there, I think there's five songs put together and I basically had to chop up songs put filters on some of them to take away certain instruments and then like I layered a couple other songs and I didn't want to get copyrighted as well so yeah. I pretty much had to make the entire um track like unique as possible so makes sense yeah that's cool and I found like some cool like remixes and stuff I could work in there and so yeah that that was like that was probably the longest process to find music Do you find that kind of being the hardest part to like making the video yeah a big thing like I don't want to do too much but like music is such a good base and good start to it because like once you can get 
like music carries it, you know, like I don't want it to always carry it, but sometimes it needs that right kind of tune to carry that forward. So, um, yeah, I think that's like, you have to put a lot of thought into what music you're going to use. I know a lot of people now will just take an Odessa song and just slap it over cool transitions and stuff. But like, because a couple of guys who are actually good at doing video have done it. And so everyone else thinks that's kind of the way to do it. But I think like, if you really want to convey an emotion, if you're really trying to tell a story, you have to put more thought into it. For sure. Music, for sure. Yeah, I definitely, like there's been a couple of, like even like TV shows that I've watched, like like I've watched a few episodes of Riverdale. There's, mm-hmm. there's a couple moments where like the, the song definitely made the moment like a thousand times better like mm-hmm. it just like if it was any like I feel like maybe another song could have also made it just as good but like yeah. it's, it's like the timing and everything mm-hmm. and it's just like just yeah sends chills down yeah. your body yeah. and you're just like mm-hmm. this is it like this yeah. is perfect that's why like even on shows like america's got talent it's so produced and so done but like they have like the right song at like for example those golden buzzer ones that you'll yeah. see like they'll play like fix you and they'll hit the climax right at the at the golden buzzer point and yeah. then you have that like big emotional part of the moment and that's like 100 if it was just people cheering it'd be like cool that's awesome good for them but in this one you feel like you're in it because you connect to that song yeah. already and you're like seeing it on there and you're like oh that's so good yeah and so like that it is so important to like especially to make that emotional connection 100 man yeah that's really cool yeah. Uh, so this is the part of the show called the motivational moment. Okay. So Richard, what's your passion in five words or less? Passion? Uh, I'd say do something. Do something. So okay. yeah, I have this tattoo right here. Um, it's covered up by my watch now. I need to figure that out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do something. And it's um, do I do I have to explain in five words or less, or is that no no okay yeah, sweet. that's good yeah um, so like yeah why do something do something is because there's always an opportunity to take a step towards your goal. If you're someone who's like living and trying to work towards a goal at the same time, like there's always something you can do every single day. 100%. There's always an opportunity to like, whether even it's just sending a simple email, whether it's researching something, you know, whether it's yeah. connecting with the right person, whether it's even like practicing, like if, if you're, you know, you're trying to, for example, like become a successful photographer. For me, it was editing a photo. I could edit the same photo differently you know, oh, yeah. if, even if I didn't have time to go and take photos, I would go back into old photos, re-edit them, and okay. see and compare the old version and the new version, like, yeah. and learn from that. And like, you know, like, there's always something you can do, no matter where you so, are. Yeah, something that can benefit mm-hmm. you. Whether yeah, it's just taking that for that next step. Right? Mm-hmm. Another thing I did was like I would take my phone and put the photos onto my phone, and then edit them in my phone, so I could just learn. Oh, so like when you're like on the road or something, yeah, you edit on the fly. Okay. Yeah, and so like, there's no excuses. It's not like now it's on my phone I can't go and play games yeah you know like if I have this 20 minute block I'm just sitting there waiting or like on a bus or whatever yeah then that's my time that I'm going to edit that photo instead of going and playing that game or instead of watching you know like scrolling through the explore feed on Instagram like there's always you'll you'll always find time to do something to move yourself forward so yeah yeah. that's cool yeah I mean it makes sense though I mean like it's like people talk a big game how they want to do something how they're like oh I'd love to do this for a living but you know I can't do because of this and this yeah. or like because of money it's like well what can you do to make your get mm-hmm. to, to even like incrementally get start going like yeah. whether it be like if you have to save money for something that's fine but what can you do in the meantime mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah there's always yeah there's always something and like mm-hmm. I I met so many people with those excuses and then I met so many people who 
like even get to a point in like I remember being friends on Facebook with a bunch of photographers that I didn't really I knew through Instagram for example right but these guys were like they were successful in one area but they were also complaining because they were like I don't have enough this and I don't have enough that but like their lifestyle was like unproductive right and what they did and what they shared and like they didn't dedicate their time into that and that's why I was so motivated by it because I was like these guys are good and they've been doing it for 10 years but they're unhappy what they're with what they're doing right now. Yeah. So it's like what are they they're not doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just kind of like they're standing there waiting for work to come to them. And if it doesn't come to them, then they're complaining. They're, yeah, because they're complaining that they're not making yeah. any money or anything. But it's like reach out. Like, yeah. It's like what can you do to like change that? Like yeah. you don't have to niche yourself in. Like there's a lot of guys who would like have their outdoor photography. And it'd just be like, you know, landscapes with a little product or something, you know, product placement, yeah. lifestyle. And like, I copied that for a while when I was learning because like, I was like, these guys are good. But like, then those guys are like, I don't know, like, it just doesn't fit my brand. And it's like, well, like, it, like yeah, like, change that, go beyond that, learn yeah. beyond that. Like, there's going to be jobs and opportunities. Like for me, most of my work, I don't post, I don't share to social media. Almost everything I do now on social media is like either like on brand contract they'll do like with Columbia or something yeah. or the rest of it's just like actual just work like you can a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to like stick to your niche you can like grow beyond it and that's how you grow as like just a person but also business well yeah because you can focus on the niche mm-hmm. and then you know you develop a name for yourself and then it's like all right great now i've mastered this niche mm-hmm. time to expand yeah and it, like yeah and a lot of people just stay in that niche and then they just get depressed because they realize they're creating the same thing over again yeah and then they just and then they go like complaining yeah exactly yeah. and they're just like well here i am like yeah. stuck here yeah. yeah yeah you can change it yeah but you can always find a way to move forward and just have to kind of force yourself to think outside of the box absolutely yeah well, that's cool thank you yeah um so now yeah so right now your full-time job is you're working with you're doing some working with kids at risk and some special needs. So like, is there like a, st- a reason you got into that? Is there like a story? Um, yeah, it's like full time as well as full time with video and stuff. Yeah. So like, I think I probably spend more technically I'm like even more full time video and photo now, but yeah, I do uh, 32 to 40 hours a week. Um, and I've been doing it for about four years now. Okay. So no, five years now, four years total, but I've been doing it since 2014. Okay. Nice. So, uh, basically came back from a thing called YWAM, Youth with a Mission. It yeah. was a program um, in New Zealand that I went to and I basically moved back and didn't want to go back into food service industry and I want to like do something meaningful yeah. in my community and I have um, friends who were, they owned a business where they basically had a couple at risk and um, uh there was an autistic boy and uh, another child with schizophrenia. Okay. And they had them in a home because they're not allowed to live with their parents or they don't have parents or their parents don't want them. Okay. Fair so, enough. and so the government basically takes them in and yeah. then they'll place them in a home. Okay. And then they'll pay that home X amount of money per year and say like, take care of them. These are the guidelines for child right. and care in BC. And so then they hire people in to live in that house for like eight hours a day or 16 hours a day for shifts and basically be like parents or like care providers for them. Okay. And just try to teach them life skills and try to integrate them and help make their life like as, as normal as possible right. with, you know, and like help them be the best versions of themselves pretty much. Sure. Despite their circumstances, which are beyond their control. Right. 
like it's so brutal because like and so like i just realized like this is something i want to do because like these kids have no no like say over their situation like yeah like it's just like they're just dealt a shitty hand and it's just yeah. like yeah. And they're probably just lost, right? Yeah. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Well, they're lost and like, it sucks because in a way that some of them are just unwanted. Yeah. And due to their disability or due to their situation, which, you, and you can't have control over either of those things. You know, you can't force yourself to be loved by your parents. You yeah. can't force yourself, you can't force your parents to like, you know, want to take care of you despite that. And like, so these kids are just, you know, like out there and yeah, I was like, you know what, I want to do this right now at this point in my life. And so I just started working that and then did it for two years. And then that's when I started getting to music and then yeah, the music transitioned transition, into yeah. photography. And then I moved here and then I worked so much of that. I was like, you know, I'm going to dedicate time to photography. I'm going to get a job that doesn't take as much as of my time for me. So I went and worked at Starbucks oh, yeah. and so I'd just do Starbucks. And then one day at Starbucks, a guy came through and I like, we talked talk about a shirt cause it was about, you know, empowering youth or something. Yeah. And within like 30 seconds, he offered me a job at his company oh, and wow. they have like 13, 15 homes in Nanaimo and okay. uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah. And they're all different groups of different um, adults or children with disabilities and with or, or at-risk youth. And yeah, they all have their own different homes. They're grouped accordingly, you know, due to, you know, who works best together and right. stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, I started working that, as, and I got back into it, and I was like, this is great. And it's a great company. Um, I work with amazing people, and I'm yeah, now full-time at a house, at a house with um, some youth, and I can't talk more about it yeah, beyond that, like, because yeah. it's all, yeah. you know, especially with minors and whatnot. Of course, yeah. I can't I, okay, share beyond that. It's crazy. My own friends, like, the people I spend the most time with forget I have this job because I can't talk about it. Yeah. I can't share about it. I can't be like, yeah, my day was rough, you know? Yeah. But like, I'm just like, okay, hey, this is it. And so like some people like when I'll say I have to go work, they just assume I'm like, yeah, I have to go to work. I'm sorry. I can't make it to your show. I can't make it to, you know, yeah. this thing. And they just think I'm a dick. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> they're like, why are you just sitting at home on your laptop? And I was like, no, I'm like, <laughs> I, have a, I have an actual job. You keep on, cause I travel a lot too. Right. And I, cause I'm able to have three days off in a row. Okay. Usually, yeah. so I'll like I'll like go to Vancouver for two days, or go to Tofino for two yeah. days, or you know, like sometimes I'll like once I just took an extra day off and went to Hawaii, and so like I'll travel these big trips, and so nobody thinks I actually have a job, <laughs> and so like each time, like every month, I'm reminding another one of my friends, I'm just like I have a real job. Like, That's awesome. It's yeah, it's kind of funny at this point, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I love it for now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. I was gonna say it must feel yeah. really rewarding, like good. helping these kids and like. Um, actually, like before Carol, have you seen how I met your mother before? Yeah. It's like when, uh, so whenever they ask Barney, what, they, what does he do for a living? Mm -hmm. Please. And then they're just like, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's really cool. Like, um, so do you work with the same kids every day that, or like those days? Yeah. Now that I've gotten into it, I found a home that I like the entire staff of this one specific home. They're yeah. incredible people. The house manager is amazing guy. So yeah, I work at one place now. That's so, cool. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's good. It can, that way you can build a strong relationship yeah. and a strong like 100%. you know like you can have more of an actual opinion uh, and like you know share with them and they'll actually be willing to listen as opposed to the substitute teacher in a way. You know yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because so, anytime a substitute teacher walks in the room, no respect. Yeah, yeah, no respect. Yeah. Like you get nothing. Like yeah, and it takes a while like to learn trust and because like oh, these yeah. kids are literally like they're they don't have adults and like even anyone to rely on right yeah. so 
Like it's, it takes a while to build that that relationship and that trust where you can actually influence their life positively. So, yeah. Yeah. So then do you stay with like working with those kids until like a certain age or do it like it's until like it's nest, um till they get to the point where they can work kind of do on their own? Yeah. Um, so how it works usually is um, a lot of at risk youth will be, they'll, they'll have a contract. They'll be in the, in the ministry, in the system for well, like whenever they get in until they're 18. Yeah. And I think as soon as they're done being 18, once they hit 19, I think now, they are kind of cut off. Okay. Like, okay, here you go. You've, you know, we've you, given you this. We've given you all, everything we can give you now. Right. And now we can't put money towards you. You're on your own. And some of them still have money coming towards them for independent living. Yep. And they'll set them up with jobs. They'll still have counselors and money towards that usually. Okay. But uh, it's really rough because like a lot of these kids don't have enough life skills to actually survive. And then like I'll keep on reading headlines of, you know, some um, at-risk youth ends up dead in a tent somewhere. Right, yeah. And like I read that uh, headline like that last year, like, you know, on the highway between like Surrey and Vancouver I think or so. Langley and Vancouver. I think so. And it's like apparently there's a kid who's set up in like the set up a tent in the ditch or off to the side and just like had an overdose and like there's no resources for them yeah and that's really tough so um i think i don't know people are trying to push for example if a kid needs a lot more help or extra time than their team their social workers their probation officer yeah. etc their doctor will all say like hey we need to continue supporting this client and then they'll move them to a different house once okay. they've aged out you know okay so but, then when they age out do they go to a house with another other like people who have also aged out or is it more yeah. like okay yeah usually like um our company does that with a lot of our higher risk and higher needs um clients yep um but some of them have to go to different houses or different um communities so, right okay yeah, so it's all it's all different it's really tough because it's there's not enough people working in the industry to support so many kids because there's an increasing number of children that need help yeah. and like Social workers, some like some of them that we work with, see between like like over hundred kids in like a month. Oh my gosh! And you have to think about that. You can barely give a kid an hour a yeah. day for a month. Literally. Like you know what I mean? Like you give a kid an hour of your day, and then you have like three hours with like paperwork for something, and then maybe you have a couple more, you know, hour for a meeting, and then maybe you'd be able to see two kids or three kids in one one day, maybe. That's crazy. And then those are your three kids, an hour each out of 90. You know what I mean? Yeah. For yeah. example. And then that's your month. Then you have to see the next month. And so, like, there's no way to build that. And even then, yeah. That really, level of trust yeah. or anything, that relationship where they're like, yeah. where they see you and they're like, they mm -hmm. see you and then they immediately respect you mm -hmm. instead of they just, oh, you're here yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, what, like, that's a really tough thing. So if you're, if you're looking to get into that, like, you know, if people listening are looking to get into that, like, that's always a need. There's always people and um especially youth that need help so yeah that's cool yeah it's exciting and there's a lot of different areas of career to get into that area okay cool that's cool and then you can kind of branch out and kind of do more something specialized if mm -hmm. that's something you prefer exactly uh okay that's cool so you're also telling me you you bought a business rebranded it mm -hmm. we didn't buy it oh, you were yeah sorry that's yeah. a little bit confusing yes sorry um i may have worded i don't know how i, I don't remember how i worded that but i think i may have said that wrong um <laughs> Basically, we um, there's a business that um, was kind of dissolved by the NEDC. So the Nanaimo government took out funding from this tech startup okay. incubator. 
that was downtown and basically at that point it was just an empty building with a couple people still working in it okay but um the owner of the building wanted to give back to the community and he wanted to keep it running so there could be a resource for people to work from like a, a space for people to still okay work from so um my friend omar um he's the head of the vancouver island organizing committee yep and he was basically he like his name is well known he's very successful in what he does and i guess the owner of the building said hey can you get your team together and get a team of people to run this and pick make this into an actual sustainable business so okay. we can have this you know like running in the community so and taking on as a project so the vancouver Island organizing committee which i'm a part of um took it on so it was originally me and uh three other people and then we brought on a couple more people and basically just rebranded it, renamed it, um, brought in an entire extended team and like integrated into the Nanaimo business community and had events there and whatnot and just basically gave a place for people to work from as a community. So it was a collaborative co-working space and we developed resources like um, we'd have financial architects, the people help you with your finances structure, you know, like how to do your bills and like all that. There's people who had success coaches and just a huge team of people to support everyone inside. Okay. And so it was this amazing ecosystem that took us like about a year to kind of put together. And um, then I guess a few months ago, the building owner, he's basically, he owned a few other buildings downtown and he just decided to sell it. He's like, I'm getting old. I'm, you know, gonna- For sure. Just gonna add it. So um, he decided to sell the building and the people who bought it loved the space and they were actually already in this original tech incubator years ago. Oh, no kidding. We, they were like the first people in there. Yeah. And so they loved what we've done and they decided to just acquire everything we've done and rebrand it in, you know, their own way and keep it. It's called input logic. So okay. they made an input cohort, but um, yeah, they like basically loved what we've done and um, we kind of they acquired our assets and took over in the space, and it's like it's there. I've really I'm really excited to see what happens next with that. Yeah. So I'm still um, working in that space now, and so I run my business from there as well as working with oh, okay. co-work themselves. So yeah, I'm, I'll be doing some. Yeah, we're still working out the fine details and stuff, but I'm definitely still present in there, and I'm like really looking forward to seeing what we can give back to the Nanaimo community for that's that. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, you can never you can never do enough for the community. You yeah. know? Like it's always good to to give cuz it's like I mean a lot of people everyone's always like there's nothing that goes on in Nanaimo mm-hmm. or like you know there's never anything but like yeah. like I love Nanaimo like I think there's plenty to do and yeah. Like there's only going to be like as the city grows there's only going to be more things to do and like having these positive little community outlets mm-hmm. is going to be nothing but phenomenal. Exactly. It's something I see and like, it's something Nanaimo doesn't have besides that. Like there's a couple, um, cooperative working environments. Like I wouldn't call them co-working spaces cause it's just more, uh, building of businesses in it. Yeah. But, um, there's no actual co-working community spaces that like brings together creative people and, you know, like, um, out of the box thinkers and whatnot. And so I, I see, you know, like if I can do something to help that become more prominent in Nanaimo, give a resource for people traveling from Vancouver, even that need to rent a desk for a day and like, yeah. you know, an actual place to work from, then like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of people actually developing Nanaimo and putting their investments, their time, yeah. growing their business in Nanaimo instead of going to Vancouver and being drowned out by everyone else doing the same Literally. thing. Literally. 
which is really sad to see because there's amazing talented people that you know graduate from here and then they'll just leave to Victoria, leave to Vancouver mm-hmm. and great they're, they're doing great here. And so they take that. It's like the small town vibe, you know. When it's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, you're gonna do great. You're gonna go to Hollywood. And so the the girl, girl, go. the girl who's like a decent singer heads to Hollywood <laughs> and just gets destroyed. Yeah, because like, like she's yeah. not actually as talented as everyone thinks. You know. Yeah, she's just got the local support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, I mean, like some people are great, but it's they can't sustain that in a big city with so much competition. And yeah, you just drown yeah. in such a big, large pool, right? Yeah, and and if you were just invest in yourself and invest in your time in the Nine Mile. Or in a small, in whatever city you're from, like that's how you grow the economy. That's how you grow the city itself, and that's how you grow that community and give more opportunity for people to actually do things. And so, totally. instead of complaining about there's nothing to do, it's like you're able to help make things happen. Yeah, like so. I mean, like it's like there's nothing to do here. Like it's like think of ask people if they want to do like this, mm-hmm. you know, start a sporting tournament. Yeah. Or, like it doesn't have to be something that costs money. Like mm-hmm. everyone has a soccer ball, everyone has a basketball, yeah. right? Or like. Mm-hmm. Or like, like you were saying, like the uh, your Instagram meets, or like, yeah. the, like it's like people like take photos. Like it's like, all right, let's go, yeah. to, let's go to the top of Sugarloaf and take photos for the day. Yeah. Like, make a group about it. Like yeah. there's so it's, there's so much potential. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. Like people don't. I think there's too many people being so selfish with like, there's nothing for me there. But instead of like, it's not like what can I do. Yeah, it's more what can I do and less what can I do for people. Yeah. You know, like, like what can I create? Yeah. You know, can I make a resource that I it like because I feel like if people feel the feel certain niche missing, that's not them like that they shouldn't be looking for it elsewhere. They should be creating that where they are. Totally right. You know what I mean? If they feel something's missing, then that's their sign from the universe to be like, hey, maybe you should do this here. Yeah. Instead right. of complaining about it not being here. Exactly. Then so. also it is here. Then now mm-hmm. it's like then you've set up the stepping stones for someone like, like you know, who yeah. just all of a sudden gets hit with that idea. Oh, I'd love to do this. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we can do this here. And then it's just like, yeah. boom. And then you, then you're making, then they're going to like connect with you immediately. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, it's yeah. just, it just snowballs and yeah. just falls down. Right. Like it's just going to be a wonderful thing. Yeah, exactly. And like, and one of the things in the, in, uh, in Pacoort now is they're going to be working on a um, podcast studio. Yeah. You're saying at that. least one. Yeah. And I think that alone, because like, I don't know how many people do podcasts in the night. Well, I've never heard, I didn't yeah. hear about you until you reached out to me, which is surprising because I'm always online and like looking through the night hashtags and just like finding what I love to find like minded people doing, like doing things and actually caring about it, you know? Yeah. So like, I was surprised. I was like, dang, how many, how many other people in the night am I missing out on? That, yeah. Like, Apparently there's another couple that does a podcast too. And like, I'd love to collaborate with them. Mm-hmm. Like, just cause like, it's just like. The, and it just shows that there's other people that podcast. Yeah. It's like who else is interested or who else mm-hmm. wants to try it. And yeah, it's it's something that like I've at least for me like I don't like I've looked on Reddit. I've mm-hmm. you know I've I've also like I've looked at the hashtag Nanaimo thing yeah. and like there's not a lot. It's a lot. I mean it's a lot of like great photography mm-hmm. like the wildlife nature photos, but like not not too much like on the video side or anything like that. Yeah, and like I feel like creating a podcast room like that is like suddenly if you have a podcast room, then people who have been like I don't know, I don't have the equipment, I don't have the time. Yeah. It's like no, you can now rent it out, do everything like it'll be done there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like giving people that opportunity to, if we can like, you know, if we have a space that we can like build a studio, yeah. have it be used and people will be like, oh, I can start that podcast I've always wanted to start Literally. now. And then you have someone sharing their new ideas, their original ideas and them doing that. Someone's going to listen to that, get inspired by that and start up their own thing. Exactly. And, and it's a chain, re- yeah, it's going to be a chain reaction of yeah. people 
becoming more like successful in their passions and like hundred percent acting on what they want to do instead of just thinking or complaining or talking about it or making excuses about it. Exactly. So I think even a small thing like that, it's like it could have a massive effect on the, just the community and the culture of the night off. And even if they wanted to charge people to rent the room, it's like mm-hmm. you could you charge someone like fifty bucks for the hour or yeah. whatever and then yeah. it's like I would definitely do that. I'd love mm-hmm. it. Like I wouldn't do it for every episode, but I'd, I'd yeah. love to like have you a chance to sit down in like a professional studio mm-hmm. and just like get like you just get like almost like huge like inspiration vibes of like this is where I would love to get to and then it yeah. just pushes me even further mm-hmm. and harder right like yeah. it'd just be great like I, that's something that I definitely think this town would could use I mean maybe maybe not many people use it but like maybe mm-hmm. someone like but maybe they'll someone will hear about it and be yeah. like and then it just gets like in the back of their head mm-hmm. right and then yeah. just keeps going yeah yeah it's definitely like I'm, I'm, yeah, I just think that Nanaimo has so much potential and I'm really like really excited to see at least if I can do something so small to get people's minds just turning and like yeah. moving, then that's, I'll be really happy about that. It'll, yeah, it'll be great. Like this town is great. Like, I mean, if I know, I mean, this island is basically paradise. If mm-hmm. I don't, literally, if I don't have to move, I would, I would, I would, I'll stay here. Like, I mean, yeah, it's. Till we get destroyed by that um, <laughs> tsunami, that, zombie, yeah. Yeah, that earthquake or whatever, yeah. yeah. Until yeah. then, I'll be here. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like for real, it's like it's an incredible place, and that's why I moved here is because it's. I mean, Nanaimo especially, it's so affordable compared to everywhere else. Yeah, like Tofino's too far, but I'm like we're three hours from Tofino, we're two hours from Victoria, not even two hours to Horseshoe Bay. Yeah, to Vancouver, and like we're in the middle here. It's affordable. We're what is it like where I live? I'm like. 10 minutes to a lake. I'm three minutes to the ocean. Literally, right? Like, I'm what, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes to a beach, blueback or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you want to hike, you're what, 15, 20 minutes to the base of Mount Benson. Yeah. You want waterfalls, Go 40, 45 minute hike. You can drive 45 minutes, head up Little Mountain. You can go yeah. Little Qualcomm, Englishman River. Like every, within an hour, you can literally just see some of the most incredible, beautiful yeah. sights 100%. in this area. And it's like people, and a lot of people don't realize that because they're like. Because they're, 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 it's like they've been around it their whole life. Yeah. They just take it for granted, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's for, I mean, it's, I mean, I get it. If you grew up in that area, it's so hard to see the beauty in it because that's, you're used to that. But like, I, on, I'm always bringing people, visitors from, even from Vancouver. And like people are just in awe of this place, and they're like, "How? And how is this not packed too? Because like, yeah. there's a beautiful spot in nature. It's packed with people in yeah. Vancouver, even. And so it's like it it's, takes away mm-hmm. from like the like, yeah, this, this is a beautiful like site. But then when it's like 300 people, it's like yeah, mm, yeah, less less cool. Yeah. So like it, it's it's literally like you said, a paradise, and it's just yeah. so unique and beautiful in itself, and yeah. Yeah. Hope more people realize that. Or not too many people. Not too many people, <laughs> yeah. but like enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least people here can appreciate it. I, exactly. I, I'd love to see more of that. Yeah. Do, do you know what? People don't even know there's bioluminescence. Really? Off of. See? see you, I didn't even how know. How long that. have you lived here? Like 18 years at least. Like. And I, I've only been here for three years, and I found out there's bioluminescence in Piper's Lagoon. And I, now hopefully it's not going to be too busy, but I, whatever, it's nighttime. You go at night in the spring or summer. Yeah. You can swim at night. It's super warm, right? It's oh, still going to be like 25 degrees at like 10 or 11 PM. Yeah. And you go in and it's literally like, you just move your hands like this and it's blue sparks. It's literally like blue sparks from a fire. It's incredible. It's 
Like I've, I love showing that to people too. It's one of my favorite things to show oh. people. It's genuinely a life of pie, like literally. magical moment. And that's just, that's a pipe was a goon. And that's literally like 20 minutes yeah. may, max, like depending yeah. on traffic, like wherever you are, like you're yeah. close to that and just jump in the water. It's summer, it's warm yeah, and like, it's beautiful. Like and it's there the entire time. And like, people don't realize that. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to do that this yeah. summer. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, man. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for coming on my show though. Like, Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Uh, where can the people find you? Like what, what's your website? What's your Instagram? Where are your, um, your social media stuff? So pretty much right now, just my website, Instagram. So Instagram for me would be at the Richard Kelly. And then I also have a sub, a second account that I post more portrait work to, or more just random stuff that I enjoy. Right. Um, it's called also Richard Kelly. Okay, cool. So the Richard Kelly, yeah. also Richard Kelly. All right. I'm trying to buy just at Richard. It's, <laughs> a, it's awesome. a process. It's a process. Do you like, have to actually buy it? You have to, because there's people who own it. So I'm trying to like offer them like X amount of money and be like, hey man, what do you think about this? And then. For sure. And then, yeah, so. That's cool. I want to, yeah, there's a couple usernames, either, there's a couple other ones that I want to like offer, make offers to. So for I can, sure. Just because I just like to have something simple. Yeah. But for now, it's the Richard Kelly. And then um, my website is richardkellystudios.com. And that's if you want to, you know, if people want to contact me for commercial work or yeah. see my stuff. I need to update it more because there's so much work I've done that's still not on there. So yeah, and it's a great website. Like it's clean. Like it's it's easy to like navigate. Like it's mm -hmm. as soon as I logged on or as soon as I seen it, I was like, you already seen what you, who you're working with. You've seen your some of your uh, mm -hmm. you know your products, and it's just it's phenomenal. So it looks good, man. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, definitely follow Richard. He's great guy and just like he's going places like he, you'll be you'll be seeing his name on like big commercials soon like, you know uh you can find me at just charisma on like everything um you know don't forget to hit that subscribe button check out the other videos uh check out the vlogs and rumble in the jungle and uh we'll see you guys next time thanks